0: Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of My Most Authentic Life. My name is Fede Vargas. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for tuning in. This is the podcast where we connect with people that are daring to live boldly and bravely. We share the story so that they can inspire and empower you to do the same. Today we're continuing our chat with full-time travelers and hosts of the YouTube series Our Freedom Years, Stephanie and Jillian. They saved and invested their way to financial independence. In the last episode, episode 17, they shared the relocation to Singapore story, a huge first step that set them on a the path to be able to travel the world full time. They shared their downsizing mindset, which was pivotal to make that shift from valuing material possessions to valuing a time rich life. In this pod, I talk a lot about the time on approach to living. This came from my career break realization that we need to reframe the concept of taking time off, to one of taking time on. Focusing on a time-rich approach to life opens up so many opportunities for fulfillment and personal growth. That being said, we still need to put in the work, of course. Time on doesn't mean we don't work. For someone like me, I've decided to take the solopreneur path, and that involves putting in the work producing this podcast. It can be laborious, but I love it. For Stephanie and Jillian, it means producing their YouTube channel. So a time on approach means you're still putting the work, but on your own terms and outside of a fixed nine to five structure. So to set the stage, let's hear what life was like for Stephanie and Jillian when they were in the rat race.
1: The alarm goes off 445 in the morning. Every single weekday, we are up we like walk the dogs, eat some breakfast and then we hit the gym because that's very important to us but we got to squeeze it in nice and early so we're there at 6 a.m. Then back home, back to work, 8 a.m., you know, opening our computer, lock emails doors. meetings. If I'm lucky, I get to like, Quietly eat my lunch, hunched over my computer, but maybe like looking at a blog or something just for my own, you know, five minutes of peace and quiet.
2: And <laughs> the evenings, at, you know, <laughs> evenings, it's like highly compressed, get home, walk the dog, make dinner, you know, kind of veg out for like an hour or two, kind of mind numbing ourselves before it all starts over.
0: That probably sounds familiar to anyone that has worked. In the corporate rat race, as Stephanie and Jillian were saying there, nine to five is not just nine to five, it spills over into our personal time and not just during the week, but also into our weekends.
1: My favorite Saturday morning, 7 a.m., I couldn't sleep because I had so much left at work going on. I would actually wake up, open up my computer, and just, you know, tie off a few things, take a few hours of my Saturday morning just to like get some things done, and then maybe have some time to relax. So it was very intense. That was what life used to be like.
0: So yeah, I just got a lot of flashbacks. But hey, it's important to look back and remember what life used to be like, so that we can appreciate our current situation. Now tell us what is life like for you today?
2: Our life now, you know, the alarm still goes off, but it's totally by choice. You know, we still like to wake up early, we still like to do exercise early, but some days we turn it off. Um, It's every, the days are totally dictated how we, how we want them to be. Um, You know, it can flex over time, it flexes depending where we are, where we are and what we have going on. And, you know, depending on
1: yeah. So some days um, we are out exploring, taking in a new city. Some days we're at home working on our creative projects. It's really up to us. Hopefully, some days we're doing meetups with other people who are traveling and happen to be in the same place at the same time. Um, it, I sometimes pause in the day and just take a moment to be so grateful to have this freedom, to have the room to breathe, because I remember. Back at work, if I was lucky, I would get to take just like five, seven minutes and walk outside and just be on my own, away from the office, just to see the sky, breathe in some fresh air, and that's what I was grateful for at the time. So just to have this, it just feels so luxurious to have such a time-rich life where we can really pursue what we want when we want, and and really just take so much out of the experience.
0: Yes, for sure. And now I experience gratitude, gratitude on a daily basis, gratitude for this new time rich life that I'm able to enjoy. And it comes from having a lust for life, a lust for my new routine. In my previous life, I didn't consider myself a morning person. Obviously, I did it in a high adrenaline sales job and juggling different time zones. But now I do it because I want to. And now I want to get into the positives and challenges of uh, of this freedom based lifestyle.
1: Um, well, it is it's the freedom. So it's amazing what it's like to be able to chart your own path. To be able to you know sit at the beginning of the year and look ahead and just think. You know, so many possibilities. I could go here. I could go there. Nothing's stopping me. So that's really exciting. And, of course, because we're traveling, the positive of getting to know new cultures, to have experiences that we've always dreamed of having but never had enough time, um, just to be able to connect with new people to have, um, you know, so much more in common now with fellow nomads and travelers and people who are living different kinds of lifestyles. So these are all the things that make this life absolutely worth living and the things that we're so grateful for. But it comes with some
2: challenges. It does have some challenges. Um, You know, certainly we've been traveling during a time where uh, it hasn't always been easy. We've had Omicron, we've had Social unrest, we've had all kinds of things interrupting our travel plans. And even just the process of travel planning itself, you know, it takes some work. But I think that, um, you know, we we do have these stresses, but how they compare to the stresses we had when we were working, it's like no, (laughs) no contest. And it's more just like an adjustment Thing that would have just bounced off us before now becomes a stress because we don't have anything else to stress about it's like oh my god what am I going to eat for lunch like that becomes a stress or not really that's a joke um yeah and and another thing I think like once you are completely sort of responsible for your destiny in life and what you're doing in some ways it's a bit of a pressure because it's like oh if I wake up and I'm not happy today it's up to me to make the change I can't blame work anymore. And so you kind of really have to take ownership of your decisions and what you do and, and uh, you know, create that joy for yourself. So that's not a negative. It's just it's a reality. And it's important to, to take that on to be happy um, with all this freedom.
0: Yeah, totally. Taking ownership for the life that you've designed for yourself. Uh, and that is a segue into one of the bedrocks. Uh, of this podcast, the name of this podcast, you've really designed your lives around authenticity, you've designed your most authentic lives. So I'm curious to know from your perspective, from the inside, what is authentic living to you? And how do you practice it?
1: So I think probably one of the main things, I mean, obviously we're, we're, we're choosing the life that we have and we're choosing how we fill it. Um, But I think one of the most important things for us is the reflecting that we do. So we talk. All the time about the decisions that we have made recently, the decisions we're making in the future, the experiences that we have had, the experiences we'd like to have. We're always discussing it, reflecting on it, seeing what we need to change, what we need to do differently. Is this working for us still, or is there some new part of the path we need to now take? So, it's,
2: and with each place that we visit, like yes, we're learning about the place, and that's actually something that that we really like to do. We do a lot of reading. Um, but it's also we're learning about ourselves. We're in these different environments. And, um, you know, whether it's about like experimenting with long stays or short stays, living in the country, living in the city, different types of cultures. We're always learning about ourselves and what we're how we're living now. We know this is not there's no like exact way this is deciding, oh, we're going to live like this forever. It's it's an evolving process. Like, you know, what have we learned from this to change? What do we want to do differently in the next year? Where do we see ourselves in five years? So the authenticity comes from that like ongoing reflection and, you know, just, uh, it's, it, it's cheesy, but you know, it's a journey towards just continuing to live authentically as we move forward.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. And like you said, it's something that's evolving for me. Authenticity is something that happens at a certain place in time. It's when life aligns at a certain place in time and that it's constantly evolving And on that point, Stephanie, you said that one of the questions for reflection is what happens next. Uh, So as you continue to evolve, what is next for you on this journey?
1: So we had been reflecting, right on the adventures that we have had in the past couple years. And when we looked at them, we realized that Our journey didn't look exactly the way we had originally envisioned it. So we were really happy with the travel that we have done. But we ultimately, our travel had been going from a month in a beautiful Airbnb in a city to another month in another beautiful Airbnb in a different city. And so we had just, we had kind of hopscotched through the whole two years like that.
2: And that wasn't quite what we had pictured. You know, we... Uh, Our travels before we had done like a lot of hiking trips and like more adventure based stuff. And that's really what we had pictured uh, for our future. But we realized that that wasn't actually what we were doing.
1: That's right. So we decided to make very recently a big change to our travels. Instead of basing our travels around um, a month in a beautiful Airbnb in a city, we were going to base our travels around an adventure. So we were going to find the incredible hikes that we wanted to do, the incredible trails we wanted to walk. We were going to find those first and then we were going to base our whole trip, our whole time in that country
2: around that adventure. So we knew we would still need time in between. Like you can't go from hike to hike. You need time to rest and relax. You need time to plan. But the idea was that we wanted to like, you know, uh, what is it about the big rocks first with those big rocks being our Big hikes or adventures, and then kind of let the other pieces fall in afterwards.
0: Yeah, that is a big change because what you're known for is one month in one place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so tell the listeners when that all kicked off.
2: This really kicked off in Ecuador. And so for people who follow us on YouTube, they will have seen us um, spending time in a Cloud Forest in Mindo. We spent a week hiking through the highlands. We spent a week. Uh, doing some adrenaline adventures in Banyo, So um that's really when that kicked off. Then we spent a month in Cuenca to kind of uh rest, rest and regroup <laughs> and then continuing on from there. So that's really what we kicked off around October.
1: So it's very recent, recent and it's been really rewarding. Um I think that it has been everything we had hoped it would be. So we're having the big adventures that we want to have and then we're balancing that out still with those one month stays that are, I think are still quite essential mm-hmm. for giving ourselves a break, getting back into healthy routines, catching up with life, and then going off again to do something adventurous.
0: That is an exciting change. And listeners can keep following your adventures uh, on your YouTube channel, our freedom years and on Instagram at our freedom years as well. And we'll put that information into the episode resources. Now I want to get into funny moments. What's the funniest thing that has happened to you on your adventures?
1: I will I will start, and then I know Julian has one to share. So um, last spring, we were very desperately searching for a warm place to spend the the sort of closing of the winter, the beginning of spring. Um, we were in Europe. It can sometimes be very hard to find authentically warm places in Europe. So we ended up uh, in Izmir on the coast of Turkey, and we were hoping for some just... A very, a very nice, you know, like a milder,
2: a milder, milder winter.
1: Well, unfortunately, Turkey went through a, a historic cold snap that year. In fact, um, the airport in Istanbul was shut down multiple times due to snowstorms. So we were not in a very warm place at all. Um, and in fact, in, in some countries, where uh, the climate is generally very warm, the houses are not built for the cold. So we found ourselves wearing basically everything we owned, huddled under a blanket, on a couch, in a very drafty apartment, too cold to go outside. I mean, we barely saw the city because it was just, uh, we were not equipped at all for the winter. Uh, So after that, I said to Jillian, take me to the beach. I need to be warm again. So
2: (laughs) yeah, so we, so we went from that uh, sort of amusing in hindsight episode over to kind of the opposite extreme. We made our way, uh, you know, by way of Toronto all the way to Mexico. We went to Puerto Escondido, beautiful beach, very hot. We were there in March. Was it March? Sorry. We were there in May and which is actually the peak heat And we had decided to book a very unconventional apartment. It was an open air palapa. So like the palm fronds kind of roof, no screens, no net on the bed. And we were just living with the climate. And I can tell you, we had some real lazy afternoons where we couldn't go out and do anything. Then the night would roll around and the bugs would come in. And so we'd get those fans going just to really keep the bugs off us. And, you know, Basically from hot weather to cold, we've been through it all and can live to laugh about it later.
1: Yeah. I mean we were we had to laugh about it while we were in it because we had essentially chosen to live outside, fully outside for a whole month in the heat.
0: <laughs> oh my, yes, Mexico can get so hot during that time of the year, end of spring summer I've spent a few summers down here over the years and they are not very comfortable so I totally get that Uh, and now I want to know about your wish list where in the world do you want to go to next
1: Absolutely. a few things. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's still a lot of the world left to explore. So I have a couple a few personal favorites on my bucket list, places that I wanted to go to for a really long time. So we just have to figure out it's it's always a bit more challenging when you're traveling with two little dogs, but the places are Egypt. I would absolutely love to go to Egypt. Um, Israel. Uh, and while I'm in the neighborhood, I would love to go to Petra to Jordan as well and do the hike there. So I've got a lot of big dreams for the Middle East.
0: Well, it sounds like those episodes of our freedom years are going to be regionally based (laughs) and why not? You'll be in the neighborhood so you can cover it all.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. That's my dream. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So now I want you to share a story, a funny story, uh, that happened to you with your two toy poodles. Uh, And highlights the importance of paperwork for anybody that's thinking of traveling with pets.
1: We're traveling with our two dogs. They require a lot of paperwork. We think we do a pretty good job at tracking everything we need to do to get them ready to board a plane and get to a new country. We arrived at an airport in Mexico getting ready to head back to Canada and we presented all of our dog paperwork, and they said, looks great, but what about the letter from the vet? And we said, we don't need that. And they said, "Yes, we you you absolutely do. need that. You know, so there they- we
2: were running around, it's three hours before our flight, and we actually had to find a vet, get a cab there, get them to write us a vet certificate, and the vet actually drove us to the airport in the nick of time just to fly off on this flight. Never again are we gonna make a mistake with our dog paperwork. <laughs>
0: Well, that sounds stressful. Uh, It's probably funny looking back at it, but probably uh, really high stress in the moment. And that's sound advice for anybody traveling with pets. So thank you for sharing that. And now I want to get into your top financial advice. What is it?
1: I have one. My top financial tip would be to always, always track your spending down to the penny. I think that was the turning point for us. Sure, we had done a great job earning money, we'd done a great job investing money, but we really didn't know where all our money was going every single month. And it turned out that a lot of it was heading out the door, providing us not a lot of value in return. So once we started tracking our money all the way down to the penny, we were really able to start paving our way to true financial independence.
0: Brilliant. So your top financial tip, track your spending down to the penny And that personal development project a career break, a break from the rat race is an opportunity to work on a personal development project. What would you say people should focus on?
2: They should focus on whatever it is they've been dreaming about, you know, do that thing that's been on your mind. This is the time it's you time. So it's time to take it on.
0: And that brings us to our last question. What country or what experience have Huxley and Jasper enjoyed the most?
1: They always enjoy any time they can spend outside hiking with us, especially if we're relatively alone on the trail. They can be off-leash and free. So I think they really love the time that we spent just recently hiking in Ecuador on the Quito Loop. It was a very quiet trail. We were all alone there. They got to see the, the farm animals. They got to do a lot of sniffing. And that really is their bliss moment.
0: Well, amazing. Well, that's bringing us to the end of this episode. Um, I really want to thank uh, Stephanie and Jillian from our Freedom Years. Thank you so much for your insight, for your advice and the inspiration. Thank you for joining us today.
2: Thank you. It's been so fun chatting with you.
0: That's today's episode. If you want to follow Stephanie and Jillian's adventures, you can find the links to their YouTube channel and to their Instagram account in the episode resources. Until next time, thank you for listening, have an amazing day, and keep on living, time
1: on.